welcome everyone back to another episode of the Four Status Podcast. I think this is number five, episode five, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, this is the podcast where, I don't know, it's just my podcast really. There's not much else to it than that. I don't really have a, there's, there's not really anything that makes this, yeah, I don't know what this is. So it's kind of hard for me to explain. Um, yeah, I kind of just talk about whatever. Uh, I guess just yeah, just whatever. I interview people sometimes. I like today it's just me, and yeah, it's kind of just that's it. Really, there's not much else to it. Uh, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, Squid Games, which I'm very late on. I understand, but I just, I just want to talk about it. It's just a thing that I want to talk about, and then. I'm also going to talk about the takeover of Newcastle United. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get into both of those and try to kind of tie them in together. I'm trying to be clever with it. Uh, I don't know if it's actually going to make any sense, but I hope it's going to make for an interesting episode. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'll see how it goes. And yes, this is my first time um, filming. So as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube... Yeah, this is the first uh, video cast, I guess you could call it. So, yeah, this makes it a extra special episode, and I've been lacking on the uh, podcast, so just I want to get back into it. I've uh, I've got I've got a lot of things planned for the YouTube channel for the podcast. Um, I've got a special guest coming on in a few days' time, and yeah, that that's gonna that's gonna be an inter- interesting one. I'm looking forward to that. But for now, uh, let's move on to uh, to the show. Okay. So, I guess I'll talk about Newcastle United first. So, there's a takeover of Newcastle United. Oh, people probably don't even know what I mean by a takeover. Um, so, Newcastle United are a professional football team uh, based, based in Newcastle in England, they play in the English Premier League, which is the top flight, the best league in in England, and many say now the best league in the world. And basically, by takeover, I mean they've been bought. So every football club has an owner, an ownership, and the Newcastle owner, Mike Ashley, he was looking to sell Newcastle, and his Newcastle have been on the market, he's been looking to sell Newcastle for a while, and now they've been bought. Excuse me, yeah, but now Newcastle have been bought. And like this happens, it's not that big of a deal. Clubs get bought all the time. But I think now every time a club gets bought, more or less is going to make headlines because there's just more and more money in the game. And with more and more money, uh, more things to talk about. I don't know, more problems, more things to talk about. Yeah, that's kind of how it works, right? But yeah, the reason why this is this has been a big thing and is because they've been essentially bought by the Saudi Arabian government, essentially. Uh, to explain, um, that Newcastle have been taken over, they've been bought for three, no, like 300 million, I think it was, 320 million, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, they've been bought by the PIF, yeah, the PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which 
yeah, it's what well, it's a public investment fund of Saudi Arabia. So you look at who's on the on the on the the board of the public investment fund. Who the uh, it's like the Saudi prince, basically Mohammed bin Salman, who's the prince of Saudi Arabia. He is like the chairman of the board, like the public investment fund. I think, geez, I could be getting this wrong, but yeah, he's very closely. He's got very close ties to the public investment fund. Like he's on, he's part of the public investment fund. Um, and then he also just ha- is the prince of Saudi Arabia, and they have now got an eighty percent ownership of Newcastle United. The other ten percent has been bought by Amanda Staveley and the Rubin brothers. They've both bought ten percent each, and then eighty percent has been bought by the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia. And this has caused uh, people to kind of, I guess you could say. Yeah, just bring up different issues, like moral issues of, oh, well, Saudi Arabia, look at, they have a terrible human rights record. I uh, look at, like, the treat the treatment of gays over there. Like, you can get, I'm pretty sure we can get, like, stoned to death and shit and executed and killed for, for being homosexual. Um, the treatment of women, you know, I don't think women, can women drive now in Saudi Arabia? I think they can. But there's, like, special rules and conditions, which, to be fair, I don't have a problem with. I mean, yeah, women shouldn't drive, you know what I'm saying? Like, t- so keeping it real, I mean that does that is gonna keep the road safer, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um So I guess not all bad that, right? Yeah, what is anyone complaining about? It's fine over there. But no, I, I, I get it. It's um there's some messed up messed up stuff that goes on in Saudi Arabia and uh they don't know there's not a good human rights record over there. And, you know, LGBTQ plus XYTZ, whatever community. Um <laughs> Yeah, they uh, you know, don't have the best of times over in Saudi Arabia. And yeah, so because of that, people are going, well, the public investment fund, they own 80% of Newcastle, basically meaning Saudi Arabia, the state, own Newcastle. So essentially, moral issues are just being brought up of, oh, well, if a state with that like, human rights record uh, own a club in the English Premier League, which is like the equivalent of, I don't know, like a Saudi Arabia owning like a basketball franchise in America, like an NBA franchise, like owning the New York Nets or something like that. Like it's equivalently, that's essentially what the equivalent is um, for anyone who doesn't know uh, football or the English Premier League. So yeah, Newcastle, not a very good team, um, but in the English Premier League. So, I mean, and they do have a rich history. They do have a, a big status status of the game. And I am a Newcastle fan. I'm going to be honest. I am a Newcastle fan. Obviously, I'm not from Newcastle. But, I mean, I, I, when, it, when I was little and I needed to pick a team to support Newcastle, I, I chose Newcastle. I liked their kit. And I remember, like, my, my parents, my mum saying something about how, like, basically my heritage is from Newcastle. I used to, I don't know, like a great, great, great granddad or something like that. Or I think so. He used to be a decent footballer like so I got it in my jeans I'm a baller and I got it in my jeans you know what I'm saying like I got the tickets in my jeans but apparently he used to I don't think he actually played for Newcastle but he obviously lived around that area and he was a decent he was a baller he was a decent baller um yeah so I'm like yeah I'll, I'll pick them and Newcastle been relegated twice which means basically if you finish in the bottom three places in the league there are 20 teams in the league you finish in the bottom three you're going down to the championship, which is the division below division two. And that's happened twice since I've been a supporter of Newcastle. So not fun times. Um, 
and now that new and the the thing with this takeover is they are literally Newcastle now are literally the richest club in the world. The richest club in the world. They have a net worth of like over 500 billion. I don't know. I, I, I've heard I, they've had a net worth of over 500 billion, but the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia have funds of up to 320 billion, which is mad. 320 billion. So they're the richest club in the world. They're richer than all the other teams in the Premier League combined. That's how rich they are. So, you know, there's also the moral argument of not just, oh, well, you know, they've got their owners with bad histories. Mohammed bin Salman, like, apparently he was, he killed off a journalist in Saudi Arabia who was speaking out and criticizing, like, the government of Saudi Arabia. Um, and there's, there's rumors, because alleg- allegedly, because nothing being confirmed yet, but allegedly, he ordered the killing of this journalist. Um, yeah. But there's that argument. And then there's also the argument about, well, this is just blatant. Just This just makes the league unfair. Because anyone who doesn't understand football, a rich owner comes in, that usually equals success. Because the way that football is set up, it means that based on how rich your owners are, essentially means the richer your owners are the more money they can spend the more money they can spend the better players they can buy because the difference from american sport like nba and nfl to football is there's no like trading of players and there's no like draft and because the draft is done in a way that it's random randomized so that it makes it fair so every year a team has a chance of being able to pick a good player and it's not like oh well this team's richer because they're a richer owner than you therefore they have a shot at getting the better players. It just comes down, like, when football, that's how it works. If you're richer, you can attract bigger players and better players because you can offer them more money and that's going to mean you're going to be able to build a a team that can dominate. And people are worried that that's what Newcastle potentially could be able to do, but anyone who knows Newcastle know that their team right now is dog shit. They haven't won a game this season. They're second to last in the league. And they just fired their manager. They got a new manager in. So things are starting to change, but they are a long way off challenging for anything. Like they could very well get relegated this season, which I'm going to be honest, would be the most Newcastle United thing ever. And that would be pretty, even I would be, I have to admit, that would be kind of funny, like the richest club in the world in the championship. But yeah, um, wow. when it comes to all of this, I'm kind of, I don't, it's hard for me to really have an opinion on it because this is still new. I'm still trying to process everything because it is it all. It's all a bit mad, especially also being a fan. I kind of don't know what to think, but I don't know. When it comes to uh, football's, just the game's just kind of dead in terms of what it used to be. Like it's all about. Nowadays, I mean, I never, I can't really say, oh yeah, I grew up in a time where football was all about the the culture and the rivalry and, um, you know, back in the good old days. Because ever since I've been, I've I've grown up watching football, it's all kind of been about the flashy pink boots and the Neymars and the Ronaldos and the Mbappes and the Messi's, and it's kind of just been money. Like through that whole period is when Chelsea and Manchester City started to dominate, and there are two big teams in the English Premier League that weren't all that successful before then rich owners came in and they started to, you know, have a lot of success and, and dominate. Like Chelsea were bought, bought by 
I forget the name, but he's a Russian oligarch, essentially billionaire who's made his money through oil and he's got close ties to Putin, the president of Russia. Um, and then Man City were essentially bought by Qatar, who's a, which is another state in the Middle East, kind of like Saudi Arabia. Essentially, yeah, Man City is a state-owned club as well. And their owners like worth eight billion or something like that. When Newcastle's is worth what three hundred and twenty billion, I think that's right. So that just shows you that that there's levels to this game. And Man City also have had a lot of success and have basically bought the league. Um, yeah, but I, I kind of just don't know what to think. I just think football it's a bit of a circus. It's a bit of a clown show at this point. Like I still love the game, but. There's no connection to the fans anymore. Like we can't pretend like that's that's been it hasn't really been that way for the past probably ten years. I don't know. But it's just it's like a circus. You go there, you might see you you'll see you might see a clown, you might see someone doing flips, you might see someone uh juggling fireballs, I don't know, whatever, but you just see it for what it is now. Um It's a bit of a sh- yeah. That's just what it is. The the more money that gets flooded into the game, the less of a connection it has to the fans and to the city, and the more it's just kind of about the owners. And I mean, that just kind of makes sense. I'm not even. It's just it, football's changing, and yeah, I I don't know. I it's a bit different for me. I'm not from England, or so I, I live in New Zealand. I don't have a culture of um like growing up going to games i've never been i've been to the wellington phoenix game but bruh the a-league the a-league that shit that shit miles off that shit miles off the premier league like let's not pretend like that's that's anything like the premier league (laughs) oh let's see yeah it's just um i'm looking at notes on my computer so i can stay on track by the way but yeah it's um it's just it's not black and white i think some people are going on about the moral argument of the Saudi Arabian state owning a football club. But to be honest, I'm like, that's not really much of a nut. I, I get why people are saying it, but at the end of the day, like football has been lost before Qatar, like literally Man City are owned by Qatar. They're already owned by a state. You've already got rich owners with bad histories. And I understand that this is, this levels to this and the Newcastle takeover is a bit different. But at the end of the day, people want to talk, criticize Saudi Arabia. I ain't got nothing wrong with that, but people need to understand that the British government England, the British government, are making deals with Saudi Arabia. They're funding them arms in Saudi Arabia, then using those those weapons, you know, the fucking guns, the bazookas, the fucking bombs, the tanks. They're using that to then go and kill fucking people, which is obviously wrong, but that's the way the world works. And I don't want to get too deep with this, but I, I fuck it, fuck it, I am, because... You know, if you want to know what's going on in the real world, if you want to know what how the world is really run, the world is just just covered in blood, blood money, wherever you go, in any fucking major institu- institution or industry, um, there's blood money attached to, that, attached to that. There's people fucking dying because of that. If you look at the phones, the phones that are fucking made, right? Like my shitty ass crack screen um, Android. Like, there's poor brown kids that died to fucking mine the minerals that are needed to make it like that's that's just the world we live in it's not that it's wrong i'm not saying that but you got to be consistent with it there's much bigger issues in than like saudi arabia is one problem but when your own governments are 
enabling Saudi Arabia to do the things they are, when your own governments and your world leaders are turning a blind eye to what's going on in Saudi Arabia, don't pretend like Saudi Arabia then buying a football club is like making the problem any worse or like if anything it's just a representation of the world we live in i think the thing about this takeover is it's brought a lot of issues to the surface like within britain and america within football and sport and just within what happens all around the world it shows you that anything can be bought everything has a price and bad people rule and fucking run the world like that's what it is at the end of the day that's just what it is at the end of the day. If, if, if you want to know what's really going on, go watch the documentary Monopoly. That shit, like, it just shows you that, yeah, there's a few companies that are run by families that have fucked up histories that essentially own, and, like, the majority of things in this fucking world. So, when, because that's my belief. And so, when I put things into perspective like that, it's kind of hard for me to then really care about the Saudi state owning Newcastle. It's not even anything to do with me as a fan. It's just ideologically where I sit within the world. I understand, okay, who runs the world, what makes the world go round, how blood money and criminality and corruption is involved in every like aspect of it of life. Like not every aspect of life as in like just random people, normal people walking around. I'm not saying but like from the clothes you wear to the phones to the cars you drive to the food you eat. Like everything is just is soaked and drenched in blood money, and I'm not saying that to sound like the apathetic or anything to what's going on, but like that's just the reality of it. So you can't expect me to care about Saudi Arabia being bought by Newcastle. At the end of the day, Saudi Arabian state, Mohammed bin Salman, like they they own they already own things in England and Britain. Like they already own land. They already own architecture. They already own um yeah, they they already own they already own a shit ton in England. If it, you could say like bro, they already control a lot of England already. And you look at Right, it's it's just one of those things where you look at if you were to do a deep dive into like who owns the ports, who who um the planes you fly to get you know to, f- to fly to get over to England and the transport and who's that's who's that's run by and what corporations own that and who owns those corporations like it's fucked up people behind it. It's what it is. So it's quite funny that everyone's everyone's going well, not everyone but there are people that are like oh outraged by what like oh bad people own Newcastle, bro. Bad people own fucking Nike. Sweatshops in China where they have suicide nets. Bad people own all of the all of the shit that you've like all of all of bad people own fucking basically everything. That's not me saying that like anything that's localized, anything that a product that you have, like I own this podcast, I guess you could say. Obviously I'm not a bad person. I'm not saying if you own something you're bad, but look into it. Bad people own just about everything that's valuable in this world it's just the way that it is so it's hard for me to care about Newcastle being taken over I'm kind of happy you know like if you at the end of the day I accept it for what it is I understand that as a society we're kind of at a breaking point like it it shows that there's not there's not even any attempt to try and keep this transparent anymore if you really if you really look into it if you're really aware um 
it's it's pretty 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 blatant right now. So um I think I'm kind of repeating myself, but yeah, just I don't know, it is what it is and I'm happy for Newcastle. Like I'm I'm jamming Football Manager, Football Manager 22 just downloaded that, got all the face packs, all the skins. Basically, it's a football game where you can nerd out and you can it's a like real life management game. So you can become the manager of a team and you can buy the players and you can set up the tactics. It's not like FIFA where you control the players. You just control every other aspect of a club. And yeah, it's just, you can nerd out. Bro, I'm, I'm managing Newcastle. We got a 200 million fucking transfer, um, transfer kitty. We can go and we can spend 200 million on buying players. I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. We just, we just fired, um, we fired, uh, the manager Steve Bruce, who was a shit manager, and we got an Eddie Howe, who's a young, exciting, attacking uh, manager, who's going to want the players to work hard and press and and to attack and to be brave in possession. And I'm fucking happy about that. And for me, I'm just keeping it about the football because I understand that what happens around the world isn't good. But football for me in sport, that's escapism. I, I do that to to forget about the problems of the world, right? And it's becoming increasingly harder to do that now with obviously what's going on. And just people in general just trying to trying to make issues about things that's, that just don't need to be issues. It's, I don't know, even when, when it comes to... Yeah, sometimes I just want sport to be sport. I want the politics taking out of it, taking out of it. I know that that can be hard to do, but you have to do it so that you don't go insane. Because if you let politics and social issues um, just completely control of your aspect of your life the entertainment like it's just if there's no escaping it there's that fuck that the whole point of entertainment sport is to escape those problems just for a little bit um and maybe that's a bad thing maybe that's wrong but i can't care about the issues of the world 24 7 so that's kind of what that comes down to yeah i'm gonna have to pause it because the the battery's running low Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I had technical issues, technical problems, the audacity of audacity to screw me over there. Um, yeah, just, yeah. I had technical issues, but anyway, I, w- I was about to finish up anyway. So I'll do it now. I'll conclude. Where was I? I kind of don't know. I think I just basically said everything I needed to say about Newcastle. No, I've got I've got a few more things to say. Um, yeah, um, pretty much just when it comes to where we are as a society, um, I think the takeovers is very symbolic and representative of where we are as a society. Everything just seems to be very out in the open in terms of how there's really no limit to what you can buy now if you have enough money. And like I was going to talk about squid games, but I think I'm going to save that for, I think I'm going to save that for another episode just because, yeah, I've been talking for quite a while. Probably good that I wrap it up. But I think the reason why I was going to talk about squid games is just because, yeah, it shows that, hey, you can buy a football club no matter your history and you can also you know basically create your own hunger games if you've got enough money i'm sure that's something that um, is there something like the squid like a squid games out there 
obviously not like the corny, you know, guys wearing pink suits looking like their PlayStation character, PlayStation buttons on a controller. Um, like not, I don't mean like a literal carbon copy of what the show represented, but yeah, I'll leave it for another episode, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised to be completely honest if something mildly like that was to go on. Um, hypothetically you could get away with it if you had enough money. But yeah, that's that's something else for another time. But when it comes to the take the Saudi takeover of Newcastle, as a Newcastle fan, like I said, I'm I'm just happy. In football manager, I could spend two hundred million in the first transfer window and you know in real life, hopefully that's the same too. Hopefully the team can go from from here to here, right to the top. And yeah, hopefully we can buy Mbappe and Messi and Ronaldo and Salah. And yeah, we can just ball out. <laughs> I don't not much else to say, really. Um, yeah, just when it comes to me and government, I just don't trust any government. And that's kind of why, as bad as Saudi Arabia is, it's like, well, you know, our government's bad. Governments around the world are bad. The British government's bad. The New Zealand government's bad. Um, I just don't trust any government. So I kind of, in a sense, are removed from the horrible things that, that they do. Because I just see all governments like that, to be honest. Obviously, not every government's got, um, you know, the laws that are in place in Saudi Arabia, but, yeah. I don't respect any government. But, yeah, that's that's kind of everything I have to say. I don't know... I think I kind of butchered that ending, which is a shame because I was on a roll, but it's hard to find your train of thought when I've literally been spent half an hour trying to, I think more than half an hour trying to get this, the technical issues solved. Um, so that's, that's really been it. I hope this has been enjoyable. I don't know. I, I think, I think I did kill it. I think I killed it a bit. This is the first video cast, the first podcast, which has been filmed. I think this is episode five terrible that i don't even know but like i've got a lot of things planned for both the youtube channel which i hopefully i can upload this on the youtube channel um we'll see and just for the podcast in general i really want to be consistent start bagging out content because at the end of the day maybe no one enjoys this i don't know but i enjoy it <laughs> and yeah that, that's if i enjoy it oh well um then I'm happy to be honest. Uh, yeah, so if you could subscribe, subscribe. If you can follow, like, do whatever you can do to support the show, I would really appreciate that. Oh, careful there, but um, like I said, I got things planned, and I'm just gonna see how far we can take it. So this has been the first starters podcast. I've been Zoomy Jack Ryan, and um, have a good rest of your day. So yeah, see ya.